a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. You've got to design a piece of marketing collateral, but what are some do's and don'ts when you're putting your idea together? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Gabe Herrera, graphic designer at Hill Country Telephone in Texas. Gabe, thanks for joining me. Not a problem. How are you? Good. Now, we are here at the TSTCI conference in Austin, Texas. This is a marketing, customer service, and accounting conference. Uh, kind of an interesting mix of folks here. Um, and... Uh, I saw Gabe's name on the list as a graphic designer. A lot of telcos don't have a graphic designer on staff, so I thought it'd be a great time for us to get together and just talk about design, talk about some do's and don'ts, uh, some ideas, uh, some things that Gabe is using um, uh, that have worked out well over at Hill Country. And uh, I am not a designer. I don't pretend to be, um, so I will do my best not to be ignorant here, but um Let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, now, your background, before you came over to Hill Country, you were doing some freelance, you worked in a print shop, that sort of thing. Uh, what Have you found anything in particular uh, when you're doing design work for the telco? Is, is graphic design for a telco any different than it is for any, any other, uh, anything else, or do the rules basically still apply? The rules basically still apply. Um, everything goes in graphic design, uh, whether it's for a baby's design an invitation for a baby's birthday invite to designing a professional ad for a telephone company. Sir, sure. what are some of those rules? We talked a little bit about um, kind of the styles, that sort of stuff, but what are some of the basic rules that you go by? What I go by is um, keep it simple, uh, make it memorable, make it inviting, and make it fun. Um, people read what interests them, and sure. so let that be your ad. Okay. All right. And that's, that's kind of move. I mean, it's always been good to communicate clearly, but kind of lately, even more so, a clean style is what everybody seems to be going for. Definitely. I mean, you see them just even from your print ads to your brochures to your ads online. Just keep it simple. Keep the message there strong. Um, just don't clutter up your advertisement. Sure. Now, you talked about a couple of different spots uh, where that design appears. Um, you, online, you've got billboards, you've got uh, print ads. Um, different places, uh, maybe now more than ever, where your design can go. How do you design things differently? A bill, if you've got to design a billboard versus a print ad or direct mail, something like that, how do you how do you approach it differently from a design standpoint? So when you have to know your demographics, uh, your area, your customers, your market, um, when you're designing a billboard, you don't want to put a lot of information on there just because people are driving 55, 70 miles an hour. When they see this the is billboard. Texas, let's be honest. 75, <laughs> 75 85. 80 miles uh, yeah, an hour, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you don't want to... You're supposed to get the person's attention between the first, at the most, three seconds on a billboard. Sure. Um, when designing a campaign, you could use that to your advantage by just giving, I guess, a quote-unquote little teaser on the billboard and then use your business, the mailing inserts, use your mail-outs, your business mail-outs, um, to really draw them in, give them more information about what you're promoting, your promotion, your business, and so on. Now, you had a good example that you talked about a second ago before we hit the record button with the, the older lady on the billboard. Yes. So, so talk us through that example okay, as to how, so, how you did things differently <laughs> on each piece. Okay, so our, our current campaign that we're doing, um, again, we're in a small town. Sure. And so the current campaign that we're working on, or that we just rolled out, it has um, on the billboard, it's a real bright neon color in the background, and it has an older lady. And the, had, we used the phrase, faster than small town gossip. I love it. Because uh, <laughs> everyone knows 
gossip travels oh, yeah. fast in a small town. Yes. So from then, um, when designing the billing, the mailing insert that we include in each bill. That was all the billboard said. That's all the billboard said. Exactly. It had, had our logo on there. It had the, the little cute old lady with the big quote. This Fast is faster right. than small town gossip. I like it. That's clean. Thank you. Um, and so the billing mailing insert went on to, has the same old lady with the same bright neon background. And it included more information. On the front side, it had it had saying um, new bundles, faster speeds, unlimited long distance because of the new things we're offering. And then on the back, it went on to have all our contact information say, and it has our location so people could come in or call and get the information they need. Great. How often do you try to keep all the pieces looking similar like that? Are there times when you want things to look different or, the time, or do you almost always want it to all kind of have the same themes, colors, images, that kind of thing? I always want to have, I feel strongly about always having the same theme, colors, just to keep it all tied together. Okay. Um, when you start a new campaign, I say totally change it up. Okay. All right. So you've got kind of your, your palette you may use for one campaign. It can be totally different the next campaign. Obviously, the logo and some of that stuff is going to stay the Definitely. same. But okay. Now, with the old lady um, or the... Uh, the I, sure, <laughs> that's <laughs> you said it. So, yeah. um, But um, wh- where do you find images like that? Have you got some good resources for folks when you're doing design? You can't obviously just go Google image search and pull anything off exactly. with Exactly. Don't do that. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Even though it's tempting, you find a lot of good stuff there. Don't do that. Um, Go to websites to use. Um, I use um, iStockPhotos.com, um, Getty Images. Sure. Um, of course, those are paid sites. You buy a subscription or you buy credits and you buy your image. Pretty reasonable, um, though. Yeah. It is pretty reasonable, we definitely use, for what you're doing. We use Big Stock at WordSouth, and I know it's you have options where you can buy individuals or you get a certain number a day. Yeah. There's a bunch of different options. Definitely. Um, so I guess just do what best suits you. Um, just make sure when you do get the photos, look over the licenses. Some different, even though it's all on one website, different people who contribute to the website offer different licenses. So just make sure, like, if you're using it for your print ads, um, it tells you on there, say, like, up to, good for up to 500,000 ads. Uh, you could print this duplicate. You could print this image 500,000 times. And then, if not, then you need to get our extended license. Um, so pay attention to your licenses. Um if you want to go more of a free option, I would use morgfile.com. Uh, They're a really good source with a lot of images on there. Um, or you go out and take your own photos. <laughs> sure. Right, right. Now, our folks right now, um, is that, you know, photos seems like they're everywhere. Some of the examples we've seen in the sessions here, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of like the animated flat, uh, flat kind of drawings as well. Right now, you're seeing a lot of and using more photos than the animated style? I am. Um, sometimes I will tie them in together, do some animated, um, what we call vector art. I'll do some of the vector art mixed in with the actual image just to create more of a, I guess, dreamlike or more animated, more fun. Okay. A more fun piece. Sure. Um, now, uh, and I may ask you about examples of that to tell us a little bit more in a minute. First, let's talk about fonts, because I know that's a big part. You know, you a good way to get any graphic designer um, going about anything is just bring up fonts, yes. um, because, you know, everybody's got what they like, uh, everybody's got what they don't like, except I think everybody doesn't like Comic Sans. But um, <laughs> are there some fonts that you that you really like or kind of in style right now? I know it kind of comes and goes as to what fonts are, Definitely, I feel um, like, now. Definitely. Um, I'm a big font guy. Uh, topography is awesome. Um, I say keep your fonts to go with the design. You don't want to get the message across because fonts by themselves can 
portray um, if something's more formal, if something's more laid back, if something's funny, if something's serious. Um, when going back to billboards, when designing a billboard, you want to use a big, plain, bold face font or something that's sans serif, which is without all the little curls and stuff at the end. Sure. Um, you don't want to put something on there because it's harder to read like that. Um, keep your those fonts for something. Um, I guess if you're doing an invite to an annual meeting, you could use more of like your serif fonts, more of your calligraphy style fonts, just because it goes more with a formal event. It's easier to read because they're actually holding it instead of driving by at 75, 80 miles an hour and reading it. Sure. Now, in one in the same way you're talking about colors and images, that sort of stuff, do you try to keep to the same two or three fonts in one campaign or using a lot more different fonts? Or? I try to keep the fonts the same throughout the campaign just because, again, it goes back to tying it all together. People make that connection. Oh, it's that's what this promotion is all about. It goes from the billboard to the mailer that I got in the mail um, to the rack card I'm looking at inside the store, looking at prices on services. Now, in, and while we're talking about fonts, uh, using your logo, um, is that... I've heard folks say... Never, ever use the font in your logo in other places. I've heard other folks more okay with that. Do you, I mean, in terms of using the logo and, and different fonts or you know, any other logo talk, what, uh, is that any tips there? Um, you can. I see it done all the time. It's don't let it be overpowering because people will, you will lose your logo out from the rest of your piece okay. that you're doing. Okay. That's a good point. Uh, anything else in terms of, of logos or what people people are, are are using, how they use their logo? Do you try to keep it a certain size or, or prominence in an ad, or is it kind of different depending on the campaign, that sort of thing? It's sort of different with every campaign, I guess. Um, that's how I feel. Um, of course, every company has their own logo, their branding manual. Sure. Um, so... For all the designers out there, just make sure you look that over to make sure you're following the guidelines. Now, um, if you don't have a branding manual, just talk us a little, because I know not everybody does. Um, talk us through some of the guidelines that that provides for you. Um, the, a branding manual will provide um, to any designer, if you have your in-house designer or if you're using, if you're hiring through, if you're hiring someone to do sure. contract work. Right. Um, basically, that tells them how they could use your logo, what colors they could if your logo if it's going to be on a black background, they said, okay, you could use a logo all white like this. Um, it provides them the fonts that are used, um, how much spacing to use around it, how big they could use it. Um, it gives them all the rights to the logo to tell them how to use it properly without defacing your company, I guess. Sure. sure. Now, when you're talking about colors... Um, and I know you were just on the phone earlier uh, with this. The you got some signage going up back at the office, which has got to be stressful to be the graphics <laughs> guy and, and not back at the office when signs are going up. Are there things that you do because the different medium will represent colors differently? You know, a color on a computer screen may be different than a color on a podcast studio background, for instance, or a sign you know that's going wherever. Are there any, any things that you do to try to ensure you've, you've got accurate color representation across the different media? To do that, of course, like on the screen, um, the colors are going to be different for what it prints out. So um, it's good to have your screen calibrated to a printer, um, to get a good printer in-house just so you could do the color matching on. Um, if you don't have a good printer, I'm working on getting a good printer there at work. Um, so when I print something out at work to see what it looks like actually printed, mm -hmm. the colors will look different. So I take it to the local print shop and actually get it printed on 
something better with better quality, better paper, paper that has a gloss because everything does make it look different. Sure. Um, so the best the tips I have for that would be calibrate your screen and get color guides. Um, you could buy them online. You could even get some, like you're saying about the signs. Um, I actually just went to Home Depot, got some paint swatches and matched them up to the colors trying to match up with like on the actual paint on the wall and told the, the sign company, hey, this is the color we want to sign. And they were able to go off of that. So, I mean, there's resources all around you. Um, you just got to know what to look for. Sure, definitely. Well, um, I guess that's, I'm looking over my list here. That's about everything that I had. Is there anything in particular else that you wanted to add or throw in? If there are some folks doing some design work that uh, may, may feel a little lost at times, any other advice or anything else for them before we, before we go? Hmm. Nothing's coming to mind. All right, great. Well, this has been a good discussion. Like I said, for a, a non-designer, it's always enlightening to talk to, to folks who do it for a living, and I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, so, Gabe, thanks for joining me. Thank you. This has been Gabe Herrera, graphic designer at Hill Country Telephone in Texas. I'm your host, Andy Johns, as always, and thank you for listening to this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect the Podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.